Welcome back. My name is Steve. I'm Phil. And I'm Erica. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things Aliens Again. Ooh. Ooh. They still exist. They still they still be out there existing. Even you guys. more of them do. Yeah. Oh. A, a whole cornucopia of them out there, apparently. <laughs> or a saucer. Oh, yeah, saucer I makes see a little bit more sense there. than cornucopia. Hey, <laughs> see what you did hey, there. hey, you explain to me the pilgrims, all right? Listen, Think about it's just it. not as aerodynamic, though. <laughs> right. It's just not as aerodynamic. It's true. It's Unless true. it's going like point four. Forced first. Point, Point first. first. It's just constantly kind of curving. Oh, you're right. They curve around, <laughs> don't they? Okay, never mind. Well, we so tried. what we're doing today, if you listen to our previous episode that I did with Alex, uh, I had this whole big production plan for this week that literally everything that could go wrong did. Uh, so I've been kind of scrambling to come up with um, some make goods and give you guys actual content this week. And something happened this week uh, that kind of has been taken the internet, the film uh, circles by storm. I don't don't know about storm, but it's been getting a lot of buzz. There's a movie called um, No One Will Save You that has come out that deals with alien invasions, alien home invasions. And I thought that would be a great opportunity because, as you know, listeners, I have a huge alien phobia. I thought this would be a great opportunity to not only talk about this movie, but also talk about some of the aliens that have been in the news recently, uh, maybe our own personal alien experiences. And of course, in order for me to be able to do that, I have to be surrounded by those closest to me. So (laughs) I have employed the help of my best friend, Phil. Hi. Hi, buddy. Hi. I I love, how are you doing? Sorry, good. (laughs) (laughs) And I've also employed my girlfriend, Erica. Hello. How are you? I feel like uh, just big, beautiful security blanket. (laughs) It's my job. You know, when people ask me some adjectives to describe you, I'm always like, big, beautiful security blanket. (laughs) That's that's exactly. I've been described that many times. Yeah, Mm. that way. What's that big, beautiful security blanket walking down that street? Oh, my God. Did you see the jeans on that big, beautiful security blanket? I look at her her and I think, man, I want to be swaddled. Oh, my God. I just want to be swaddled. Get that BBSB over here. (laughs) Swaddle me, mommy. Oh, no. (laughs) No. Oh, forgive me. Forgive me. I did that wrong. Swaddle me, mommy. No. No, It was better the first time. (laughs) Well, guys, uh, before we kind of get into kind of the our overall reactions to the film, we're not going to do a a scene by scene breakdown because. We thought it'd be more fun to just kind of make this a little more loosey goosey. And also, when we originally watched the movie, all of us we weren't planning on doing an episode on it. Right. Nope. Yeah. So we just don't have those notes. But we're, you're going to get to hear our overall thoughts, our takeaways. We're going to leave spoilers for the very, very end. So don't worry. We will warn you way in advance before we start talking about spoilers. But we're not even going to start talking about the movie quite yet. Mm. We're going to talk about our specifically your guys's history <clears throat> with the alien phenomenon or subculture. Um, do you have any fun alien stories and why these type of movies appeal to you? Uh, and do they do they exist? Phil, I'm going to throw that question to you. Do aliens exist? Yeah, I think short short answer, yes. I think they do. Uh, I don't think that's like a radical opinion anymore. Um, <laughs> are you looking at me? Like, I'm giving you the Tucker Carlson. Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, God. Ew, gross. Ew. <laughs> Stop it. We're leaving. Goodbye. <laughs> uh, no, they, they do. Um, I think they do exist. Uh, I don't think it's crazy to, to say that anymore. It's probably pretty mainstream at this point for people to be open to the idea of alien 
life out there um mathematically like it seems likely that you don't bring math into this we are we're talking about aliens why ruin a perfectly good conversation about aliens by bringing up digits i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) do you remember like the first time you became aware of like the 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 concept of aliens from another planet i was young yeah yeah um i mean i think just watching probably like just watching Star Wars or The Last Starfighter or some of those the other Starfighter 80s movies where there's some alien interaction um, was like, wait a minute, wait, 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 what's this concept? And then my father being a science fiction fan um, sort of uh, explained to me the the concept in a f- in a fiction with a fictional um, lens. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And I always thought thought it was cool. Um, and then I think really the only movies that have ever truly frightened me in any way, shape, or form deal with aliens um, because uh, it, it it's not that it's plausible, but it's more plausible to me than like demons or exorcisms or ghosts or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he um, said, "With the stankiest of stank." <laughs> yeah so um i think it's like i think i like those types of movies a lot because um it has the potential to really uh give me the willies unlike Mm -hmm. any other genre like what are some of the ones that gave you the willies like what what movies are you thinking well uh we've probably mentioned before that uh signs uh the first time we watched signs um well, I didn't watch it with you, but I remember at the time we had both seen Signs independently. And, I mean, that's a really creepy film mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. I, I thought it was a great film. I still think it's a great film. Um, <clears throat> and honestly, I don't think a movie has has spooked me uh, since. Um, as much as Signs? Yeah. And uh, I guess little preview for what we're going to talk about, uh, No One Will Save You did did bother me in that mm-hmm. same way. And I love it for that. Yeah. So, um, well, tis the time to be a little spoopy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 We're, uh, we're ramping up into the Halloween season, mm-hmm. um, and, uh, watching a movie that, that, that does not that it's the jump scare. Cause like jump scares don't count like actual creepy, well-composed tension scenes, um, that last beyond just the viewing, that's what that's like my marker for what a good scary movie is Mm -hmm. and horror movies don't really do it for me but Mm -hmm. alien invasion movies have the potential they have the seed (laughs) to to grow into this scary tree i Mm. guess so the seed um, is strong yeah so um yeah that's 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 uh I, i haven't had any personal interactions with UAPs or UFOs or oh we say UFO in this house oh, sorry sorry this is UFO <laughs> you need to bleep out my UAP uh, <laughs> in the edit <laughs> like whoa no cursing on the show um, <laughs> this that, is a family show Phil that would sound, sound weird hell? if you're like well I believe in UFOs and <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, like, whoa! What the fuck did Phil believe in that they bleeped out? <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't have any um, personal stories, unlike perhaps somebody at this table. So, well, 
with that, let me let's turn over to our our other guest here, Erica. What's up? Hello. What's up, girl? Hi. What's up? So. What's up, BBSB? <laughs> <laughs> I refuse to answer anything else from now on. <laughs> what are what is your history with the mere concept of aliens? Same question for Phil. Oh yeah. So uh, do I? I think you said. Do you think they exist? I think that yeah. I mean, like the universe is so vast. Like we'd be crazy to think that there's literally only one planet with life mm-hmm. on it. Thank you for not bringing math into this. Feel like this is about science. <laughs> no, I I don't feel like um, I don't feel like I believe in like the classic iteration of a ooh uh, there's a flying saucer and a little gray is coming out of it. Like I don't believe in that because I'm like if Shots they fired. if they if they have that kind of technology, why the hell would they come to the bad neighborhood of the universe? Because I feel like. <laughs> People, ew, <laughs> you're really <laughs> fucking all this shit up. Like, why would they come around? They wouldn't want, they, they don't need anything from us. It's, Their it's, technology is more advanced than us. It's more like a zoo. But yeah, I, w- yeah, it's probably like why we, why so many people in the world watch like trashy reality TV. It's like, yeah. they like, honey, get in here. The new humans just dropped. <laughs> like, look at them. They're Aww, so dumb. Yeah. <laughs> it's like little brother, not big brother. <laughs> you know, it'd be funny. It's probably also like alien teenagers were like, hey guys, guys, it's be so funny oh my god let's let's hop in let's hop on my dad's ufo and fly <laughs> and fly over to this dumb rock and teleport some dude up and let like the put stuff in his butt it's <laughs> gonna be so funny you don't hear much about butt stuff anymore it's true the probing yeah, yeah. probing has uh gone down maybe it's yeah. like gauche now amongst alien circles probably i like, disagree we... i think maybe <laughs> i disagree i'm all about probing respectfully i disagree <laughs> i think they've gotten better at uh Whoa, <laughs> Phil. They got better at what? <laughs> For the listener, he bleeped me without me saying anything. No, I think they've gotten better at uh, erasing our, uh, our memories. Our memory. and Flashy our, thinking. And our yeah. uh, butt <laughs> they injuries. The, they have the little uh, the flashy thing from thingy Men in from Black. MIB. Yeah. The neuralizer. The neur- yeah. yeah, neuralizer. Oh, yeah, I, get that. I never learned the name. Nice. Yeah, thanks. I just remember the noisy cricket. Mm. That was the tiny little gun he had, right? Yeah, that was oh, cute. Oh, yeah, that's right. And it like, yeah, yeah, really yeah. blew him away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but what I was saying is I think they've just gotten better at <clears throat> uh, erasing uh, the memories of the abduction and fixing the butt yeah. wounds. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, that makes sense. Incur. Yeah. So. In that order. Yeah. yeah. Let's erase their memory and then fix this butt wound. Yeah. <laughs> so. Now, did they come with so, holes in them? Oh, no. <laughs> Should we sew that up? They've oh, been God. doing it for decades at this point. Like, yeah. I'm sure they've figured out a way to wave a, a magic light over the butt to fix whatever. That makes sense. They've yeah. got really advanced technology. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, so so you do think they exist? I do think they exist. And so my experience, um, like, uh, in Hollywood, you mean, or uh, in culture, I... <laughs> I have been very vocal that I am an Appalachian, but not just an Appalachian. I'm a redneck. I'm a redneck family that married a hillbilly family. So I call myself a red Appalachian. Um, <laughs> it's a genius inbreeding um, <laughs> with catastrophic results. And my family has all kinds of stories. They've got Bigfoot stories. They've got alien stories. So I grew up hearing that stuff. <laughs> so, um, you know. and Didn't your uncle have like a weird UFO story? My uncle and I think my dad and it might have been. 
one of their cousins. But yeah, they they've they've said that they had a UFO story. Um, a couple of them, like two different stories that they have. But um, yeah, so I mean, I, I like grew up hearing about that stuff. I'm not sure that, yeah, like the classic iteration of the UFO abduction. I don't believe in that. But uh, like my experience and then like in the media, like uh, one of my one of my favorite SNL skits of all time would be the Kate McKinnon uh, oh, skits yeah. where she's been abducted. Uh, those are it's like two people who like had this amazing yeah. experience. Like they yeah. took me up aboard and they taught me how to speak different languages. And she's I, like, I can feel love. I don't know what you two did, but there's a gloop corp over here. Kept looking up my hoo ha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's great. Those, she's like smoking those, a cigarette. So standing good. Like, so good. All of them are great. Um, so yeah, I don't have a lot. I don't, I haven't seen a, a ton of the classic alien movies. Um, I agree that I think that the concept of alien invasion is scary just because, like, you know, what do you do about it? You can't do anything. Yeah. It's too bad. Um, so, yeah, I think that's pretty scary. Um, and I don't really do a lot of horror movies. I just don't find them appealing to me because mm-hmm. I, yeah. I don't like the gratuitous gore. Yeah, yeah um, same It's way. just not interesting <laughs> to me. But, um, yeah, uh, I think alien movies are a little maybe sometimes a little more cerebral and like the kind of fear that you get is because you can't do anything mm-hmm. about it um yeah so it you as just if have like to let no it happen one will to save you, you as if no one will yeah. save you yeah. that's God, oh, that's really clever that's yeah. title. Oh. <laughs> uh okay yeah so I think we're all in the same boat in terms of like our we have similar styles I feel like in movies we like especially when it comes to like horror films well, yeah, I yeah. just wanted to hear one of those stories. That oh, are, do you want to do that now? Should we do that now? Well, I was just about to segue into oh, that. Oh, yeah. okay, sorry. Yeah. sorry. I jumped okay. the gun. I mean, I mean, Phil doesn't appreciate the art of a segue. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, <laughs> but we, we can we do it his way, too. Like, Erica, story, please. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do a good story about a big alien in the sky. <laughs> See me rolling on my segue. <laughs> um, okay, so... I'm going to make sure that y'all think I'm crazy. Um, this is not a, an alien story. <laughs> this is a, this is a weird thing that happened. Um, so I used to own a condo um, over in Colerain and um, I was on my way. I had my two kids in the back. It was kind of later in the evening, but it was around this time of year where it gets dark really early. And I was on my way over there to do a couple of finishing things. I had my two kids in the back seat. Um, I just had to like run up and get something really quick and then go back home. And so I'm driving down Springdale Road um, and it's kind of long and windy. And um, suddenly I look over at my passenger window and you're looking to your right. I'm looking to my right and there's just this weird volleyball size glowing thing. And you're actively driving. I'm actively driving. So this is, I'm looking over and I'm like, uh, what? Okay. So it's, <coughs> it's, it's the size of a volleyball and it's yeah. glowing. There's no like seams like a volleyball. It's just a glow. It's a perfectly illuminated it, it's globe. Like, yeah. It's like one of those, you know, um, like the, the, the light poles with the globes on them. Okay. It's like a perfect globe. Would you say it was a UFO or that bullshit Phil likes to say? I would say it's a it's a UGTFO. <laughs> That's what I would call it because I did want it to get the fuck out. What is the G- 
<laughs> oh, okay. okay sorry, sorry, sorry. I was like, what does the G stand too for? Too fast. Too fast. Sorry. Um, you got to slow those I down know. so yeah, I can sorry. get them. Sorry. Sorry. So it was just glowing and it was keeping exact pace with my car, which wasn't fast. I mean, we, it's a 35 mile per hour, uh, you know, like back road. It's a long winding road. And the so long and winding <laughs> road. That was beautiful. Thank you. Every day is a winding road. Every day. Oh my God. Now I'm missing that in my head all night. Great. <laughs> so I'm looking out my window and it's just keeping pace with me. And my kids are in the backseat asleep. And I'm just like, okay, so this is a thing that's happening. I wasn't. And it just followed you around? It just <clears throat> followed me for, I want to say, like, you know how, like, things when you're panicking, like, feel like a really long time, but it probably wasn't that long. It was probably really only like 20 seconds, 30 seconds. It felt like forever in a day. And um, I say panicking. I wasn't really afraid. I was just more what con- is that? confused. Like, what? I, I'm i not drinking because I have my kids in the car. <clears throat> Question. Yeah. Was it bright enough to illuminate the inside of your car? That's the thing. No, it wasn't. It looked like a soft white light, like a like a soft white light bulb. Could it have been a reflection on the window? No. And I looked and saw that the moon was up way high in the sky. It wasn't the moon because that's why my first thought. OK, that's the moon. It looks so big. Oh, no, that's outside my window. So when it was there's no glare, it was literally outside my window like someone had like like put a volleyball on top of my roof, like with a big like hanger thing, but it was keeping exact pace. It wasn't moving at all. It was just moving at the same exact pace as the van huh. or the, not the van. It was an SUV. So was it, so it was moving exactly the same paces as yeah. you did it like float around. No, no, no. It, it just stayed, stayed in, in one, one position. And then when it was until, done, it just flew off until it was done. It did GTFO. <laughs> when you say it flew off, like, was it, did it like hang back to let your car just like out outrun it, or did it no, like speed it ahead of you? Or in just the it took off in like a perpendicular direction. It just like okay. shot straight to the side. Oh, this is my turn. Beep. Yeah, like, but it was like incredibly fast. Really zoomed off straight, and then I just lost sight of it because you know I'm trying to like drive too. Like, so I lost sight of it. I didn't. I sure as hell wasn't going to be like I should follow that thing. <laughs> you said this was on the west side. Yeah. Was it in like a neighborhood or was no, it? No, it's like there was like a it was like a cornfield type situation. OK, so it had room to speed away, not like yes. in an urban yeah. environment. Yeah, it wasn't like, yeah, there weren't houses around or <clears throat> anything. It was like right at a particular place where there wasn't a ton of stuff. Did it make a sound? Um, no, I didn't hear any sound. I didn't feel anything. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Steve, of course. I didn't feel like I said, I was just like, this is a weird thing that's happening. So that's why I'm like, it's not really a, a UFO in, in, Question. unless you call it an unidentified flying object, because I guess it was that. But Yeah. What was on the radio at the time? I think it was off because my kids were sleeping. So you were riding in silence. In silence. In a my children UAP. Yeah. Starts. <laughs> what it do? <laughs> Starts keeping pace with the keeping pace the car, and mm-hmm. it didn't make a sound. You didn't no make a sound. Nope. I just looked over, like, uh oh, what's that? Oh, wow. yeah. I'm in danger. That's crazy. But when I wasn't, was, I wasn't was scared. This? this was like circa two thousand. It had to be like 2014 or 15. Because so my was kids a while were, back. yeah, my kids were little. Okay, and they were in the back seat. Gotcha. So I was just driving over there. 
Uh, I was going to just pick up a few things and then drive right back home. So. That's crazy. What, uh, was this the only time you ever had? The only time I've ever had anything weird like that yeah. happen. At, le- at that least until specific. we started dating. Well, that specific kind of thing where it's like an object. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, that was it. Well, gang, let's kind of ease our way into no one will save you. This is a movie. Uh, you can watch it on Hulu. It did not get a wide release. This is one of the, one of these random like Hulu original movies that should get a proper release in theaters. I feel like, but I, just yeah. don't for some reason. Like last year's Prey did the same exact thing, uh, where that was an amazing movie, but it didn't get a theatrical amazing. release. And it would have been great. Uh, I think this would have been great to see in a theater, but it is on Hulu. Uh, Hulu, you can stream it. Um, it is uh, directed by Brian Duffield, who is a very talented filmmaker. He's done some really, really great movies. Um, I know him best for uh, uh, writing uh, Love and Monsters, which is a really, really fun movie. He also wrote Underwater. He wrote uh, The Babysitter. He wrote, um, uh, I think, the last Divergent movie, if you're like into Divergent movies. But Love and Monsters is great. Uh, we know Kit Laser loves Underwater because of Case 2. Uh, a very talented dude. And I think... So much of this movie, what? Okay, so IMDb describes this movie thusly. It says, "An exiled, anxiety-ridden homebody must battle an alien who's found its way into her home." Uh, the homebody in question is Bryn, played by Caitlin Dever, and um, it's basically just a one big horror movie of this girl versus an alien invasion, right? And I just want to get your all's overall thoughts. Again, no spoilers. But what? Where were you going into this movie? Why did you want to see it? And what did you think of it overall? Again, with no spoilers. Yeah. Um, you sent me the trailer um, about a week before, and the trailer got me jazzed enough that I put it on my calendar because I wanted to make sure that I watched it. <laughs> you had to make time for this one. Yeah, right. <clears throat> and um, I, it was one of those things where I went into it thinking that. It was going to be kind of a kind of like a high tension. You wouldn't see the alien maybe until like the latter half, like mm-hmm. really, really like creepy, yeah. like tension building type movie. Um, and I was really on. Honestly, I, I, I was really stoked to watch it. Um, I usually catch movies a um, few weeks after if they're new releases, maybe a few months, maybe a few years. Like it's very rare for me to like actually watch a new movie when it's new. Um, at this point. So with this one though, I'm like, I got to watch that like day one. I was really, really stoked to see it. Um, and then I actually made plans with you, Steve, to watch it me together that night. So you came over to my house and we posted up and we turned off the lights and we turned that on and, uh, (laughs) we had ourselves a good, turned off the lights, good, spooky, (laughs) spooky movie. And Mm -hmm. I, I really liked it. Um, I thought, it wasn't, it wasn't what I expected, but that's not to say that that was bad. It was the, the curveballs it threw were really fun and it kept, and it kept me on my toes. I never knew where it was going next. And <clears throat> I don't think I enjoyed the ending as much as maybe I wish I had. Um, but that's okay. Like the, the journey to the ending is really what I got most out of it. And uh, I think anybody who who wants a good scare, whether they're 
a horror movie fan or a science fiction fan or a home invasion terror movie fan, um, give this one a go, especially if you have Hulu already. Like it's it's free to watch at that point. So just watch it. And it's it's a good 90 minutes, too. It's it's, it's really quick and cruise through it. Yeah. And like the pacing is really good, too. So there it it didn't even feel like the full 90 minutes to me. Like it just flew by. And by the end end of it, you and I were sort of left scratching our heads like, what did we just watch? Like, I'm not sure. But like it was also really fun to watch. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, it's one of those movies where I will watch that again at some point. And again, um, I usually try to watch something I haven't seen before, but because it's so, so short and because it was so much fun to watch the first time, I honestly think that that's one that I'll go back, back to again at some point. Erica, what about you? I would love, if you don't mind, could I turf it to you first for you to give your thoughts? Yeah, because. What does turf it mean? Can I throw it to you? Can I toss this to you? Can you go first and then I'll go last? Would that be okay? I mean, I guess. Yeah, if that would be. Are you trying to like gauge how we feel about it? And then you're like, me too. No, No, I'm trying to gauge about how much I can say without spoiling. Well, just I mean, uh, yeah, sure. I'll I'll go first if that makes you if that'll make you feel more comfortable. Yeah. Um, But I mean, as far as like not wanting to spoil things, it's just try not to like say specifics of right. You know what's something that might ruin a movie for someone. So I ended up watching the trailer for this movie and immediately just thought, okay, this is a movie that is going to frighten me, and I and I wanted to experience that because I'm not a super, I'm not really into horror films in general because they don't ever really scare me because I I always find the premises either too. Uh, stupid or um, perverse and gross or, or or the good ones are usually high art cinema, like high, like elevated horror, which is good, but I don't necessarily enjoy, I, I don't necessarily have a fun time watching them. It's kind of like, ah, I'm, I'm uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, I appreciate that uh, <clears throat> skill that went to make that, but that wasn't fun per se. Whereas this, watching it reminded me immediately of uh, one of my favorite films, Signs. And you touched on this earlier, Phil, where I think science does this thing really, really well. Even even though it's aliens invading a small home, it focuses the invasion of, of aliens on a singular family. Uh, it keeps the stakes relatively small. Like even though the world is, you know, at, at stake in theory, you don't see any of that. You only see this invasion through a very isolated family. And it focuses more so less on the horror of like, ooh, scary monster and more on things that are relatable, at least to me. Uh, I always often quote like uh, in signs, it does really well. There's that scene where it's trapped in the closet and you see its shadow pacing. And then when he speaks, it stops. And to me, that is more horrifying than any, you know, jump scare of like Freddy Krueger or Jason. Like, oh, I'm going to chainsaw you, teenager. Like that shit doesn't scare me. But that that to me invokes uh, intelligence and invokes malice in, in, in a way that I think is more palpable and real. And it, 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 it tickles that reptilian side of my brain. Right. And so I immediately wanted to watch this and I've, I've seen this twice now. I've seen it once with you, Phil, and I've seen it once with Erica. Uh, I don't think I could watch it by myself. <laughs> my fingers were broken. 
They really were. I was, I was squeezing that poor girl's hand. And that was the second time I watched it. Like, I knew what was coming. And I was still like. Phil, how's your hand? Uh, well, he didn't grab my hand. So uh, Phil did have surgery this week on his yeah. knee. Yeah. <laughs> I just crushed his kneecap. Steve, that wasn't my, my kneecap. Oh, no. Little Phil. Oh, my God. I love um, your love. <laughs> But I, but I do it's have to, lust. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's <just> raw. <laughs> and wriggling. And wriggling. Oh God! <laughs> give me the meat. And give it to me raw. Oh my! The but the movie itself, I thought, was incredibly well done. Um, the the first act of this movie, I think, is probably one of the best acts of a movie ever made. I think it really nails the that sort of um, horror where it's like the the things that are scariest are things that are relatable um again that home there's a home invasion thing that kind of sets things off and that i think that is so well done it's the confusion too it's the confusion that's what got got me about her is like seeing her so confused and Mm -hmm. that's that was like you said the relatable part of that whole whole thing was was Mm -hmm. was terrifying yeah, and the movie doesn't really let up. It's like constantly going. It's, it's constantly moving. There's something going on at all times. It has a little bit of a mystery of like what is happening on the alien front, but also there is this mystery with the character of Bryn. Like there's something going on with her that has made her isolated from the rest of the world, essentially. So you're trying to figure out what exactly did happen. You kind of know pretty early on. You can kind of probably piece together what's happening, but they don't really tell you. Um, and then there's this narrative device that I won't really go super into, but I think it's really, really clever. And especially in today's age, I don't, you don't see that very often where, uh, this, this, um, this element is used and we'll get to that in spoilers, but, but the, but to your point, Phil, the ending is what I think will, you know, make or break this movie for certain people. Um, I feel like it is an ending and, and this is a, a, a plus and a, a, um, a pro and a con to this movie is that the pro you, you, you could watch that trailer today. Like you could pull up that YouTube trailer and watch it and think, you know, where this movie's going. It's not going to go where you think it's going. No. I was constantly kind of impressed and surprised. Like, Oh, I didn't see this coming. Oh, this is happening. Oh, I would not have thought we would have gotten here, uh, five minutes ago. Uh, the con is the ending is it has an ambiguous ending. I do love those. You do. I do think that this movie doesn't quite have the building blocks of a good ambiguous uh, ending. I think the the ending, they could have done one or two more things to make the ending make a little bit more sense one way or the other. Because I think it's a little too open-ended where, yeah, you could say, oh, I think this happened, this happened, or this happened, and you would be completely right. Because there really is no, like the best ambiguous endings, like Inception, for instance, is like, is he in a dream? Is he not in a dream? Did that top fall? Did it not fall? Like, that's a binary. Did this happen or did this happen? And there's evidence to kind of clue you in one way or the other. Like the audience can come to either conclusion and no one would be wrong. Whereas in this situation, there's not really a binary one or the other. It's like, a, what the fuck did happen? Discuss. And I do really enjoy the 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 conversation and dialogue that's coming from this ending like i've I've heard four or five different takes on what this ending meant to so many people and i don't agree with any of them but i also don't have a better answer than any of them yeah which is very interesting to me uh that being said i loved it i want i i'm excited to get deeper into it when we get into spoilers but uh erica i I think i rated a three and a half out of five on letterboxd uh but erica 
hit us with those thoughts now that you got to see what we were going to say. I know. I think that I will feel so much better expressing myself and my opinion about this movie once we do get to the spoilers. Okay. I have to say I enjoyed the movie. I think I might have enjoyed watching you watch the movie more (laughs) than watching the actual movie itself. I feel like there are good, um, like truly like tense moments. Um, I feel like I've learned a lot from listening to the show about what makes a good movie. Um, And I feel like they made a classic mistake which, you know, maybe again, maybe I'll talk about that a little bit more when we get to go along more in the spoilers. But um, I feel like they had a bunch of pieces of a really good movie, but the way they put them together, um, they lost me. Um, I really enjoyed the tense scenes. I enjoyed the, like the fear factor of it all. But I kind of feel like at the end, it felt like, oh, I mean, like the eaten bugs fear factor, you know, starring Joe Rogan. Oh, was it? Oh, I didn't even know that. Joe Rogan, you crazy. That's been forever ago. But yeah, I, um, I feel like they lost themselves. I feel like they were really going a lot of good pieces, but instead of like really plotting them out, I feel like they, um, threw them in a blender and whatever came out, they just poured that right out onto this like (laughs) film. Real and that's what you got. So I, I enjoyed it. I think it was fun. I would watch it again, mm-hmm. but I don't think they achieved what they meant to, or wanted to, with okay. it. I'm really curious to hear about when we get to the spoiler yeah. section. What you think about, about yeah. that? Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Well, let's get into the spoiler section right it. now. Let's fucking do it. Okay. So, listener, viewer. This is your warning, all right? If you do not want to get spoiled for No One Will Save You, get out now while you still can because we're about to spoil the hell out of this movie, all right? So you have been warned, and right now we're going to start talking about Dr. Spaceman! Dr. Spaceman! All right, so guys, spoilers. We can talk about this movie however we want. You're bullshit. You're bullshit. (laughs) I miss that. Uh, if we were to welcome someone to the spoiler section, would yeah. we say it like this? Welcome to Earth. <laughs> oh, you put it on there. Yes, yes. <laughs> I even got the other one you had, too. I'm yes. just, I've just been waiting for a good reason to, to sneak it in. Um, so now that we're talking about spoilers, uh, Erica, kind of continue what you were saying. What are, what are the things that you, you didn't necessarily like about it? I feel like they got stuck in some emotional soup. I feel like they tried. Ooh, a what broth? A stew? Some emotional <sighs> stew? Yeah, yeah, it was it was a stew. Put for some bones sure. in that. You got a yeah. broth, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I feel like they tried really hard to make it way more meaningful than it needed to be. I don't really feel like we need it. Like you're coming, you're looking at the trailer, you're watching this, it looks scary as shit. You want to kind of have that thrill and that fun piece. Mm-hmm. You don't really need to go on an emotional journey that they went on. I felt like that was way too much. Like it wasn't necessary. Like that's really great that you wanted to grow as a person and like forgive yourself of this tragic event that happened in your life. But I just don't feel like it was the same movie. I feel like these are two different movies. So you're talking about the whole reason why the movie's, well, one of the reason why the movie is called No One Will Save You is Bryn, our titular character, is uh, isolated and, you know, sort of 
uh, exiled from the rest of the small town she she lives in because ten years prior was ten years prior, right? Yeah, I think so. Many years prior, mm-hmm. she unintentionally killed her best friend with a rock. They had some sort of argument. Her friend Maud pushed her over, and in a fit of you know young angst, grabbed the rock and hit her back, and that ended up killing her. Yeah. And since Maud is the sheriff's daughter, you assume that everyone in town knows who the sheriff is and knows his daughter was killed by this other girl. And so they're kind of shunning her. Yeah. And so the whole movie is there's this kind of mystery about, you know, why does everybody in this town hate her? Why is she living by herself? You know, why is she this homebody? She feels bad about something. She's writing letters to somebody. And then by the end of the movie, when the, the aliens finally get her, they kind of peer into her <clears throat> mind and she's you kind of finally get to see what exactly happened. Yeah, I feel like, um, yeah, I just feel like they took that concept like way too far. I feel like they had enough and they could have stopped it before they ever got into like the, that whole thing. You know, they have the whole trope of she lives alone. The whole town's looking at her. Oh, my gosh. You know, pearls are being clutched because she's here. Yeah. I thought that was very tropey and just, again, not necessary to make the movie have this. This I think they tried too hard for substance. I will compliment the movie. I love the fact that there is very little dialogue. It's all about a picture's worth a thousand words. Mm-hmm. We don't need words. I think but there are precisely three words in this whole movie. It, was, it wasn't very many. I'd love to go rewatch and Where she says, count. I'm sorry, Maude, right? Uh, that I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Maude is the only like true line of dialogue. There is a point where she yells, come on in frustration, but oh, okay. like, you know, that I don't think yeah. that really truly counts. It'd be <clears throat> fun though to go back and rewatch it and do a little word count because yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. I thought that was a good concept. I yeah. loved that choice because yeah. it proves that you can make a compelling movie and film with no lines of dialogue because honestly they could have gotten away with probably ditching the I'm sorry mod part yeah and you would have still gotten it like right. you would have still seen Agreed. the ang- anguish and regret in her eyes uh upon seeing this apparition of her now grown friend like we had been seeing pictures of her up 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 to that point the only real um Backstory we have for Bryn is that um, she's writing to Maud and right. also that her mother is gone. But right. I think it was a really, really unique, strong, cool choice they made to Agree. not include much in the yeah. script and by way of exposition. Right. So I liked that. <clears throat> I kind of I kind of want to push back a little on what you said before Erica about not liking the emotional stuff. I think I agree that they could have done things differently, but I think there is I do appreciate that they are giving this character a, a, another reason to care about her journey a little bit cuz I think it was just a very like, you know, you know, a, a very very simple like here's this person aliens are invading um and, and that's the only sort of struggle going on. I feel like I would be a little bit more like I would be entertained. Sure. But I think I might like it less. Like if I find myself the further removed I am from watching this movie, the more I keep going back to this, this thing with with Bryn and her history. And I, I do I do appreciate it. It makes me care about her a little bit more than I think I would have if it was just, oh, here's a weird, a weird girl who makes uh, who loves birdhouses. I don't right? think I quite meant it like that. I see what you mean. I think I'm in it more along the lines of like she had to forgive herself 
Like I no way. She didn't. Like I like I just just to stay stay angry at yourself. Girl. No, it's not that. But it's like I think they had enough with this story and that longing because she you know that you know you eventually know that her friend is dead, and they use her friend to kind of be like, um, I guess we're in spoilers, so it doesn't matter. So they're trying to these alien species invade and they put like little baby alien little amoeba looking yeah things. they're like with lots of legs and they're all wiggly and they put them in your <clears> mouth <throat> and you swallow them and when you swallow them like your world is just better and i think they had enough of a story with that when the friend came back and she's like oh my friend is here and then she knew that it was it was fake because she really knew that her friend was dead mm-hmm. And that's what drew her to pull it out because she knew that even though this felt more beautiful than reality, like this isn't real. Mm-hmm. And I think they could have stopped it there. I don't think they need but to I, go through the emotional journey of sure. her like, oh, now I forgive myself. And then the ambiguous ending, it just didn't go together. But it I just think didn't the, match. The forgiven, forgiving herself thing, I think <clears> they do need to get to that point. If they're having this sort of thing where it's a character who who does feel this regret and guilt. I think you have to have that part of that character arc like come to an end. And at that point is her not forgiving herself because she's like, no, my friend is dead. I killed her. I can't be in this world because I don't deserve to be in this world. Oh, I kind of didn't think it that way. So she rips it out of her mouth. And then later on when they, you know, show her everything else, that's when she finally sort of she reaches out and touches her younger self's hand. That's the first time she's ever been able to kind of sort of reach that part of her and maybe not even forgive herself, but at least start the healing. And she has been so isolated from everybody. She hasn't been able to get the help she's been able to get emotionally. Her mom's dead. Um, it's just her. And so this is, that's the first time where really she's finally like, okay, I am forgiving myself where before she didn't deserve that peace in her mind because she still felt guilt. I don't want to neglect Phil. Cause he's just been sitting here while we have this dialogue. I, I have a really, yeah. I, I <laughs> Hit us with it. The one thing that that uh, drives me crazy about the scene where um, she's like, "I'm sorry, Maude. and uh, she pulls pulls the little am- amoeba out. How the hell did she fit her whole <laughs> ass hand down her throat? Well, try let's, it. Let's try it right now, Phil. Go, go ahead. Let's see how far no, you can Steve, get down there. No, Steve, you do it. No, I'm good. We'll give you a quarter. I know my limits. <laughs> we'll give you a quarter. <laughs> hey, I'm not in seventh grade anymore, guys. It. I thought that was gonna work. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, you can get it. You can get it. You can get it. <laughs> yeah, it showed up to her wrist. No, okay? no, like she it had showed her, up to whole her wrist hand Absolutely. in her mouth. Yeah, that's not. I mean, right. I've only seen it once, so maybe, maybe I need, maybe well, I'm misremembering hey, that. But maybe if you accidentally killed me with like a rock right ten here. years ago, <laughs> you you really you, you, you would have done it. <laughs> I'm gonna break maybe, my own wrist right now to get this in there. That's maybe just, Bryn just has like. Um, freakishly small hands. Small hands, and maybe she's, or she's like double jointed. Yeah. Oh yeah, maybe so. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but um, when we watched that scene, I remember thinking, like, I'm gonna put a pin in that because that <laughs> that seems that. looks that looks kind of crazy. Yeah, and I forgot to come back to it when when we were done watching it. But um, th- you talking about that scene brought yeah. back, like, wait, yeah. I don't think you're physically able to reach maybe down not. your throat like that. Not maybe yeah. not that far. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. 
It can be tough out there as we try to navigate the many twists and turns that life throws our way. Not every problem we face has an obvious or easy solution, but talking through these issues can always bring major benefits. So whether you're dealing with a career change, relationship help, or just getting used to your new normal, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. I myself have benefited from therapy. I have benefited from BetterHelp. I was struggling to find myself and figure out who I was post-divorce. BetterHelp matched me with an amazing therapist who taught me all about codependency, what it was, and ways I can combat it and realize my whole true self. So if it sounds like therapy is the right move for you, then give BetterHelp a try. It's online, convenient, flexible, and can work with your schedule. Filling out a brief questionnaire is all it takes to get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time. To start your own therapy journey, visit betterhelp.com slash streaming things today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash streaming things. It's the month of September, and with a new month comes a new opportunity for us to be thankful for all of the stream fiends who help us at Streaming Things keep the lights on and make this show what it is. So let's give a super patron shout out to some of our most ardent supporters on patreon.com slash streaming things. Thank you so much to Becky the Farmer, Kaylee Sampson, Stanton Valentino, Sunshine, Huckleberry Cauliflower, Optimus, Mike from New Hampshire, Brett X, Emily Scarano. Lil Tickler, Svento7, Jay Scramo, AK Ashley Ray, Adam Busby, Wendy O'Loughlin, Jason Hawkins, Butthorn, Conrad, David Malfara, Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car, Jose Ruben Cruz Rodriguez, Charlie Friday, Alexis Adler, Emmy, Joe Velez, Valerie, John Collins, Amber McVeigh, Amanda King, Trisha Bueller, Sun Loving Mortal, Suzanne Rode, Jadinglage Morgoon, Jen Robinson, Kate, Kalisha Reeves, Aaron Armstrong, Kevin Strother, Jeanette Murphy, Ashley Powers, Stephen V, Casey McCain, and Enza. And with that, back to the show. Well, since we're kind of skirting around it before we, because I think this is the hottest button yeah, it that is, it everybody is, is going to. Yeah. No, 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 this is good. This is good. Like, I think this is the thing that people are going to be talking about the most after they mm-hmm. watch this movie is like, mm-hmm. what is up with that ending? What did that mm-hmm. mean? So, yeah. we can come back so, to the, that. so the whole movie. Yeah. Uh, let, let's kind of go back to the beginning yes. and talk about like what we love about the beginning and then work our way back up to the end. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So the thing that first act of the movie. Oh, yeah. Incredible. Very no good. notes. The per- most perfect first act ever. So good. Cause you get a brief sort of like visual um, introduction to Bryn, her world. She's living in this very mm. um, isolated house where she like is all about the 50s she's teaching herself how to dance with like these little things she ordered in the uh, she ordered birdhouses and she's creating like a a, her own town. a, a model her of own her world. town yeah. with these birdhouses mm-hmm. you get little notes like she goes into town and her mother's dead she's sitting by her mother's headstone everybody in town stares at her all the time and she's awkward like hello hi it's me yeah her crush looks at her with disdain yeah and then like she sees a sheriff and a woman yeah um, and she like hides from them, like physically, like, why is she hiding from the sheriff of the town? That's yeah, interesting. It's a lot. <laughs> but then that night, the, the alien invades, like it just starts. It's like what? In the yeah. first five to 10 minutes of the movie? I like, think so, probably 10. It's yeah. within the first 10, I believe. Yeah. Did I will say that. No, that's the thing. Like I thought we wouldn't see anything until like at least the halfway mark. Like we would see like signs of it. 
but not physically see it. Yeah. That first act, like you said, if you had shown that to me, like just that first act, um, in a vacuum, like as like yeah. a short film, yes, I would be like, this is yeah. a perfect short film Absolutely. because it scared yeah. the hell out out of me. Like mm-hmm. the, when when this movie's scary, it is ten out of ten mm-hmm. scary. And now, and I feel like the first twenty to twenty five minutes is where it peaked in terms of fear for me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, like, yeah, no, but fear. Just Absolutely. Like the way, um, like we joked about how, like, how does this girl not have a cell cell phone? Like she's got a landline, but she has no cell phone. Like she's an old soul. So she's a, a little bit, who's she going to call unique that cell phone? in that way? Uh, everyone in her world hates her and despises her. Who's she texting? No one. Yeah. But strangers that you can make your friends. So but she's also people who can research, who can Google her name and see she killed the town uh, sheriff. That's a good point. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so she's obviously a little bit um, alternative in in a unique way. But then seeing her react to this thing in a way that any one of us would immediately transport us into her situation. And I think that's what's so scary is like a home invasion in and of itself is a terrifying thing. I've never had it done to me. I know people who have, um, had it done to them and it's awful. Like it's, it's, it's the worst. And it's compounded by the fact that she doesn't know, like, it's not a person. It, she doesn't know what this thing is. And it's obviously, um, a powerful enough being that um, they're not on equal grounds physically. So she has that to contend with as well. And um, that first 20 minutes is just, if, if that was the whole movie, I'd be like, perfect. This is perfect. This is so scary. Yes. This, this terrified me. Um, Great, great job. Not to say that the rest of the movie doesn't have its moments either, but I feel like, they did such an amazing, perfect job yeah. in that first act that it was really hard for them to go anywhere else beyond that. That's yeah. true. And and I mean she and I mean she kills the first intr- intruder into her house, and you're like, well, what the hell? Like, where is this movie going now? Because mm-hmm. I thought that was going to be the whole movie. Like, it just fucks like this one alien fucks with her the whole time. Yeah. But no, she like kills the first one that uh, breaks in. Like manages to kill it somehow. And it doesn't even seem real. Like, wait, did she, maybe this is like a dream? Like what, like how did she defeat the foe within the first half? Like this is crazy. Mm -hmm. And then as you learn, like there's, there's obviously more of them that come down to, to assimilate the, the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and she runs into those, those as well. But, but there's, but those interactions, I don't feel like, um, meet the high watermark in yeah. terms of fear of that first scene. Yeah, no, I agree. So the, the first invader is your visually, it looks like your very stereotypical little gray. It's slightly shorter. It's very thin. Uh, it, they, they make it move and yeah, really like very jerky, jerky movements. It's all, it's, it's like has That's these unsettling. guttural noises that it's mm-hmm. always making. But I feel like, when he wrote this scene, I feel like this son of a bitch heard my story and was like, that'll make a really fun uh, movie. Because literally, guys, I've 
I've told this story about, you know, in 2013, my little alien experience I had over that summer. Uh, several things happen in this movie that I'm like, that's a hundred percent what happened to mm-hmm. me that summer. Like from the the pinner pattering of its feet, like running up uh, the floorboards, mm-hmm. um, the, the when it was like that one scene where it's like kneeling down and staring at her. That was uh, later on. That was later yeah. on. But like yeah. that and then the whole idea of like, oh, shit, maybe I've had a bug thing in my mouth and have been living an idyllic dream state ever since. <laughs> uh, it, like it, just from the moment that you see like its shadow walking in the other room through like the stained glass windows. Yeah. Running up the bed, you see it's like weird little toes that are like finger toes, Ugh. and it like yeah. sort of like did that. it like it cousin it's like across the floor. Um, was that cousin it the hand from Adam's yeah. family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, or was cousin, cousin it, it was a long hairy one? That was um, what was the what was the hand? The hand, the Adams family. Was that just the hand? I don't know. Thing, thing. Was that what it's called? Thing. Not sure. Cousin <laughs> it was the uh, hairy, hairy was one. The, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Captain Caveman ask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but no, like, I, it's so, so horrifying. So later as the movie progresses, we, we find out that there are the stereotypical grays. There's also like at least two, maybe three other variants of the alien. Yeah. There is this little, this little bastard that has like really <laughs> long arms and like, like long fingers, but it's really tiny. And it just kind of like wanders around the back. Like <clears throat> it's like a spider <laughs> monkey. Yeah. Which, uh, that thing can fuck off. Yeah. Not because it's scary, but it's kind of a dumb, I kind of, this is, okay, so anytime the stereotypical grays on screen, I was terrified, and I felt like, oh, these guys, because they have telepathy, and they're throwing shit around, terrifying, but little, like, stocky, like, meh, I'm a little puppy dog, that dude, stupid, hated it, and then the big daddy long legs one that was more of an air traffic controller for the UFOs, also, I don't I thought was very, very stupid, but like I think I'm in the minority of that because all the other reviews I say, like they're always like, man, the big daddy long legs one was the scariest part of the movie. And I'm like, was it? I didn't think that at all. I thought it was kind of dumb. Kind of like brings <laughs> up my my other critique of the movie. That's what kind of like I was saying when I listened to your show, all, a bunch of the episodes, um, it kind of teaches you what kind of makes a, a, a good, scary movie. And they absolutely inundated you with the scary thing. They and showed it constantly. They did. I don't remember. I think there's a phrase for it, a technical phrase for it. But they, <clears throat> but they do. They, they, they show it so much that you kind of like lose fear, or at least I did. You kind of lose fear for it. It just keeps I, happening over and over. Well, like so. in like Jaws, Exposure. like they didn't show the shark until till like right. toward toward the ending. Which, yeah, you had that. Which is a good way the, to the, like the term is hide the monster. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean. I know, I know we keep mentioning signs. I'm sorry. It's great. Right. They keep did that in that it. one too. Keep talking so. about it. I love it. Yeah. Um, it's the most one-to-one par- parallel yeah. to this movie. Yeah. yeah. But this movie does like, does not shy away from, from showing you the aliens. And, and sometimes that's not a great thing because some of the Agreed. CGI isn't yeah. great on right. some of them. Yeah. Um, there's like, it's like they were missing one more final pass on texture or shading or lighting on the CGI elements. Um, and I think again, it's it's worse. It's the worst on the little guy. The little guy is the fakest looking. Yeah, he's one bad. out of all well, of them. I think the littlest and the biggest were, the, well, were yeah. pretty bad. Yeah. I think that's because they don't move in the way you expect them to. Mm. Whereas the greys move more or less like humanoid. Us. Yeah. So, um, yeah. But unsettling. Yeah. yeah. Robotic. I'm yeah. surprised you didn't like those uh, those other 
monstrous ones because I thought those were properly creepy and not as scary, but mm-hmm. the little one specifically, like when it's rev- like when it's revealed in like soft focus behind yeah, her. The reveal was great. That was scary. Yeah. And then there was that moment where she's back backing up down a hall and it just like sits and it like kind of arcs. It's like arms, it's arms up into like a V and you're and this. And the scary part about that is you don't know what's going on. And she doesn't know what's going, uh, what's going on with that thing. So the unknown there is really what sells it for mm-hmm. me. But again, it's that confusion. It's that, it's that, um, it's that unknown element. It's, it, it's the, um, it's it's what you're not seeing and what you're not understanding that that truly brings the fear to another level. Mm-hmm. And then when it's being a monster and, and and it's chasing her and it gets caught in the car and it's yeah, the roar, roaring and stuff. Yeah, that to me is not falls scary. Falls off the roof for some reason. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's not scary. It stuns itself. But that's where it becomes like horror. Uh, horror. <clears throat> horror more so uh it it, it's like more scary in that way yeah Um, it goes from thriller to horror yeah but yeah i think we all kind of prefer the slow build tension type Mm -hmm. type thing uh versus the like outright actiony i agree fear Mm -hmm. inducing monster style yeah yeah, and I feel like there is i and one thing i do kind of like is you get the sense that there is some type of alien uh culture yeah, behind all of them, but because it's so alien, we don't necessarily understand it. Like, and there's no dialogue. And there's, there's no dialogue. like, there's like some cast yeah. of of like these are yeah. the soldiers Correct. that do X, Y, and Z. These are the right. lieutenants that come in. Mm-hmm. They show these you. are the yeah. Yeah, well, I'm specifically, like, yes, that 100% is happening. Like, you get the idea that the stereotypical grays are like the more elevated, higher functioning mm-hmm. uh, members of the of the society. The big daddy long legs boys are doing some sort of air traffic controlling for the ufos that mm-hmm. are in the sky and then the little ones are like i don't know if they're like the babies that eventually yeah. become air traffic controllers it, yeah. so maybe she murdered a baby oh maybe that was like it's like training session yeah, like go get it junior <laughs> well but then or was she it like a younger one that came from one of the that already developed from one of the other people in town or something that's what i was thinking when i was watching it like you know, like they're this, bursting into people like yeah i feel style? like that was the point uh, of like them being in there i think it was like you think i don't it's know like, that it was just me guessing like so they get in there and they infect the people so they can like grow yeah that's what how uh, i took it see that and that's the thing is the, the movie so doesn't ambiguous. explain anything it doesn't. that's the first time i've ever heard anyone say that but i, I don't think you're wrong i i don't think the movie shows you any that's reason why, to think yeah you're wrong. i mean that's why I, th- I thought that was a baby one that was why they were planting they were feeding off the humans until they didn't need them anymore and then growing or something because what do they have need of for the humans they're all just standing there like putting their hands up to this guy but they're not doing well, anything I- with the humans so are we saying that I feel like the humans were food? The amoebas are the first step in a xenomorphic metamorphosis. That's kind of how I thought of it. But I, you know, it doesn't okay. explain no, that. Like Steve said, like there's no explanation. Yeah. So right. it's and like what you just else said, like, doing? what else I are we supposed to know? You could also yeah. infer because I think you even mentioned mentioned this to me while we were watching it is that the little grays aren't even the quote unquote invading alien it's the little amoeba that has been right. put into a little gray and now they control that whole society right and really the amoebas are the big bad behind everything right that are just control they like lodge into other beings and control them 
Right. Um, that's that was the, the Borg mission. drone for the Borg <laughs> themselves. Yeah. Yeah. That was the mission. They're getting the little amoeba things into the humans. But then again, like for what purpose that that was the only thing that I thought about was like, because they're really just like worshiping the, you know, the sky for what mm-hmm. reason. But it's like, there's a, re- they have to like put these things in people for some reason. So is it part of the same form or is it another entire we don't know but it also could just be one more way you can you can take over a planet and minimize you know casualties. excessive force casualties you just, ma- you just make yeah. a big portion of the population like not threatening because they're That's on your true. side yeah. automatically they're just drowned. assimilation yeah. yeah you will be assimilated mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah no i get it that uh, that that all makes sense mm-hmm. um you dog me pal <laughs> thank you <laughs> you're welcome thank you um no, that's the, the, I, that's an interesting point about um, people turning into essentially their host spider-legged yeah. creatures. So I didn't think that the people would. I think they were just like using the energy of the people. But yeah, now it kind of makes sense. Like if you wanted to just take over the space, you would just make them. So theoretically, the uh, the one she killed in the car could have been a human from somewhere else maybe maybe not in that town since it seems like, like they Colorado just attacked. yeah maybe so <laughs> I was thinking of it more like it was growing inside them to get to the form and it would like burst out of them kind of like alien style like alien okay so we style. are merely like the it, like the incubation host. vessels correct okay, yeah like gotcha. it's feeding off the energy it's just you need in the human carcass to either eat. way yeah either way it's not it's not Bryn said. murdered a child yeah she did <laughs> let's like she's this is the second child she's murdered. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. This, she's a baby killer. <laughs> they were like, hey, this girl isn't here. Uh let's throw another baby at her. That'll this get her. Oh shit, she killed it right threat. away. Fuck. She she boiled it with water. Shit. <laughs> Fucking psychopath. Shit. Bryn's Bryn's body count at the end of this movie I mean, is surprisingly she's high. Yeah. yeah she, One it's, human it's, it's yeah. like four, four aliens. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So uh, a couple of the other things I really liked. I liked how they utilized the the the, the beam, you know, the the, the yes, classic UFO beam of light. Mm-hmm. Uh, it had different they functions. Made, it had different functions. They also made it like scary, like when it like hit something. It was like, ooh, there's a jolt. There's a there jolt. Was some there's power to it. To it. There's yeah. weight to it. Mm-hmm. It felt really good. Like um, so, the, it infected. I guess the first night it infected like the west side of town. Uh, but left the east side alone because she goes into town to try to get help. Um, but no one will help her because she's who she is. And like the sheriff and her mom's parents see her and her mom spits on her, which a little bit of an overreaction. Also, that's assault. You're in a police station. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I don't it think anybody's like going to enforce yeah. that. No. <laughs> didn't just, seem uh, that kind I'm of saying, police station. I'm just saying Brynn could have been like, uh, can yeah. I call the county over? Because that's still a law being broken. Uh, <laughs> and they'd be like, who are you? Oh, I just wanted to point out on, on the landline, um, it had area code 317. Ooh. So did I you looked look it, it up? up. Louisiana. Oh, nice. So. Down on the bayou. They didn't we, really have an accent, though. Not that there were much. Know. There, there were many no words. I mean, I mean, those aliens were, were talking nonstop. Right. They were little chatterboxes, man. I guess you're right. I guess there wasn't enough speaking. Every from scene, the aliens else. are like, I got something to say. <laughs> 
bad. Now I'll say here. Like, uh, just just watch that movie with the lens of like as Bryn's trying to hide from an alien and it's in the background, like chattering away. Just imagine what it's like. Oh, she has a lot of bird houses. That's fucking weird. <laughs> oh shit, Dunkaroo's cool. <laughs> well, like we were commenting on like how Dunkaroos is a secret word, man. <laughs> How like hard these aliens would be um, distracted by pictures of Maud, and yeah. we're like, why are these things so obsessed with these pictures of them? And I mean, obviously, Ginger, at, at Ginger. The, <laughs> oh my god! At the end, we learn like, well, they piece together her right. whole right. trauma, right. probably starting with the pictures. They're like, what's 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 with all this? Like yeah. they're like intel intelligent enough to know like there's something more right. here. This human is not like the others. There's right. some thing here is, that we need to invest. It, was that their mistake then? Like they <clears throat> they made someone, oh, this is her best friend. So did they like make her, did they simulate her as an adult because they didn't know what she looked like now? Or did they, yeah, like, they, was that the mistake that they assumed that that was, was a still good, alive or that something? was a good person. Right. So that when they she made the dream world, that, person. Yeah. that she would be happy, but right. it, oh, hoisted by her own petard. Which, yeah. she, she killed I that have person. to say, that's a super kind way to take over a civilization. You make their wrongs right and you make them happy. I, I was saying to Steve, like, stay dead. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, literally, this is way better than your real life. And you don't have anybody else that you have to take care of. So, like, yeah. maybe that's dark. But, like, if aliens are everywhere and you're going to have to keep fighting them over and over again. And that's so terrifying. Like, I'm sorry. I'm a weaker person than she was. I would have just given over. Like, okay. So you would have blue pilled your way through that whole uh after the like after the third alien stay in my real world um, after the third alien and seeing all the crop circles as far as she could go in town and then being the bus being taken over by the people who were infected yeah i was like nah i what are the odds that i'm gonna get out of this probably real slim (laughs) what do you think the mailman's dream world would be that he's like a star nba player because there's that scene where he like Oh, three yeah, points yeah, or yeah, box. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think he's like as the, his body's chasing her around? He's just living the stream. Like, yeah, I'm on the Chicago Bulls '97 team. <laughs> that was a good year, right? <laughs> People, uh, did you uh, did you notice that uh, after she picked up the box, there was a huge dent in yeah. the yeah. Mail, mailbox? Like, did the mailman do that? That with that box, right. or yeah. was it like that before? Right. <laughs> it's like shit, man. They really hate her. <laughs> like, know, really. fuck you and your mailbox, yeah, ma'am. Even the mail person's like, so he's like, fuck this girl, drop kicking yeah. her box, and they're like, fuck you. Yeah, it's probably a weird ass bird. Bugs, <laughs> birdhouse. I hope your birdhouse dies. <laughs> but you know how, like, it, it, the movie shows us there's a there's a little crop circle, um, yeah. like yeah. in the very beginning. So does so does that mean like aliens have been kind of like futzing around in her house for like at least one other night that she wasn't aware yeah, of? Yeah, probably. Like right? maybe they were scoping out like, okay, who in this town's like the best to yeah. fuck with and yeah. try to assimilate first? Mm-hmm. They were doing some level of. Recon, Recon before they mm-hmm. actually did the did Agree. the attack. That's horrifying. Yeah. Well. Ugh. Yeah. I don't, I, no me gusta. See, they could have <laughs> had ten minutes to the beginning of the movie where just that was happening and nothing happened. Like there was just some weird sounds outside. They did. No, that was that was the first invasion. They like, did. Um, this is a nice house. 
the beginning of it is when the trash cans fall. Yeah, but I thought and that like, started it because I thought she it, saw it was, the creatures. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. But but when we were watching it, I made the comment to you like I would have just left it. Like <laughs> there's a raccoon the in my trash. trash cans knocked yeah, over. No. Big deal. I yeah. live you don't alone. Have a, you don't whatever. have a good history like, of finding raccoons in the trash can. No, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but I would have been like, well, the trash can fell. Yeah, I'll get, I'll yeah get it I should in the shut morning. my window so I don't have to hear this garbage. <laughs> yeah. So but she was like ready to like put on shoes and yeah. march out there and like get her trash cans back mm-hmm. together. And yeah. I was like, that's crazy. Go to bed, to Nancy Drew. <laughs> Go to bed. Yeah, she put on slippers for that. She right? did. Uh, well, we kind of have been skirting around it this whole time. So let's talk about that ending. Yeah. Um, what do you guys think happened? Because I've I, 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 I'm interested to see what you guys think but i want to share some of the theories that i've i've kind of come across and but but first i want to know what you guys think about what happened at that ending okay um going back to what i was saying earlier about the emotional roller coaster that i thought was unnecessary i think they already nailed it and i think they got all they needed to do when there was a clone of her they cloned her and she came and looked at herself and she was looking at her own reflection and then you know the alien stabs her the clone stabs her. The clone, yeah. Um, and then um, she kills herself. Um, she kills the clone. And she is holding herself and crying. I think <clears> that's. <throat> I think that was beautiful. I think they could have stopped there. Yeah, you said something as we were watching yeah. that I thought was very poignant. What did you say? She was holding herself because she was the only one who was going to comfort her. Her mom was dead. She clearly didn't have a dad in the picture. Everyone in town hated her. So she was the person for herself that no one else could be for her as she was holding that clone of herself. That was the emotional pinnacle for me. That could have ended it. You didn't need all the aliens coming back and like touching her brain like, no, we have to know more. And then she reaches out and touches her little child self. I mean, I think that was fine. But I just thought that was just extraneous and unnecessary. I think we've reached the point of her forgiving herself and at least comforting herself. I guess she was comforting herself and the last step was forgiving herself. But I just didn't think that was necessary. And when you put that with the juxtaposition of this ending, for me, the ending was the aliens took over anyway. They Stepford wived her. She got to live (laughs) in this imaginary world as this robot fake reality Um, so what was the point of fighting back all that time? You know, it was futile. So that's why I was like, why do we need to go through all that bullshit with like, I'm going to touch my own hand. I just thought it was a little bit melodramatic and it lost the point of the movie because is this a thriller movie? Is it a drama? I just, I thought it was just, I thought, I thought they, if they would have left it at, she comforted herself. That would have been enough for me. I think they just went over the top with the whole aliens touching her going through all of that and then for the ambiguous ending like it didn't it just like it was too much for me it didn't match like you had two different movies going on simultaneously and you could have again like make them two movies or you know what does that have to do with the aliens and everything so for me for the ambiguous ending it it just fell flat um You've Stepford wived her anyway. What was the point of all that? <laughs> like, it was just cheesy, I guess. It was cheesy mm. to me, and it took, it detracted from the fear and terror mm. of the movie because it was just <clears throat> a cheese level that we didn't need with the whole let's touch her breath. You know, I don't know. I just didn't love it. I didn't love it. Yeah. Phil? 
Um, I, I actually agree with a lot of what you just said. Um, I think the ending is the weakest part of the movie for me. Mm-hmm. But then again, a movie like this, it's going to be almost impossible <laughs> to end in a way that like people Satisfactory. all yeah. applaud. So right. yeah. I didn't expect much from the ending mm-hmm. of this movie as we were watching it. But again, I didn't know where it was going at any given time. So I, I was curious to see how they would wrap it up. Mm-hmm. We had signs hope. Yeah. We had signs hope because yeah. in signs there was a solution. Well, there was a pretty, well, there pretty was, bow on the end of that movie. Yeah. There was a bow but, on the end, but also the solution is kind of like, oh, hey, guys, they're actually really allergic to water. Right. Yeah. Right. No, sort of right. Silly. It's cheesy, uh, but uh, yeah. it was a resolution, right? <clears throat> yeah. Like this yeah. didn't. So. You're right. Like, um, I think her her holding herself was real was was the like emotional high point of Bryn's story. Yeah. And I think after that, you really didn't need the hat on the hat. Yes. Beyond that. Yes. Um, Yes. Thank you. But I I really wish because they they sort sort of teased the idea of like the amoeba goes in and the person sort of. I guess is blinded by this like false euphoric world that doesn't actually exist (laughs) that essentially just like subjugates the people into whatever the aliens want them to do. Um, And what I had hoped to see is some sort of theme along that line where like this movie doesn't end well. Right. And I wanted to see like, I was fine with that. It's called No One Will Save Save You. And if it ended on like a really dark note where it's like no one came to save her and she died, I would have been like, okay, that that was that was a really good. Yeah. Good ending to this. Like I'm I'm okay with a really bleak, dark ending to a movie. I I think that's okay. Same. And I feel like they sort of forced like a um, a happy go lucky. Yeah. um, Fun ending. And I understand why, because uh, hard endings are not always the way people want to end a movie. And I get it, but I do like it sometimes when it ends on like, damn, that was bleak. Brutal. So I think, um, yeah, the ending was not my favorite part of it, but I do appreciate what they tried to do because we're talking about this right now. We are discussing it. That's true. There are Theories, blah, blah, blah. So I respect it. I don't love it, but I respect it. So, yeah. Fair. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think you nailed it with, with, with what ultimately came about at the end. So I just wish they made another creative choice. I agree. Steve. So I, I've been doing a lot of like soul searching with this ending because this is an ending where the first time I watched it ended, I didn't really know what it was trying to say. I knew the movie's trying to say something, Mm -hmm. but I could not quite figure it out. And so I've been kind of searching for, like I've been seeing what other people have been saying, what the discourse has been about it. I found what the the, um, director has kind of said about the ending. Ooh, do tell. And and, and I've come to a couple conclusions that I want to share with you. And and like there's a lot of themes going on in this movie. And I think a big movie... Or a big theme has to deal with um, the title of the movie itself. You know, there's mm-hmm. a, the, the big quote by, uh, I just pulled it up, apparently by Charles <laughs> Bukowski. says, nobody can save you but yourself. Yeah. So that's a big part of the movie is she's, right. she's kind of 
doing that. And in order to save herself, she has to work on herself. And that's where the the acceptance and all that comes from. I do like the, the what you said when, when she's embracing her clone. I mm-hmm. think that is poignant. I do like that scene a little less than what happens later on when it fully explains what's happened. Mm-hmm. Oh, mostly because I I still am kind of tripped up of what's actually happening there. Like, oh, they can clone people too? Oh, I mean, I guess... Sure, they have spacecraft, but that was just kind of a weird. I was more taken aback by that sort of wrinkle in the story. Whereas later on, when she's, you know, you get this beautiful little montage of like her with her mom, and that was a bonding thing that her mom did with her was building these birdhouses. And then you get to see like what actually happened to Maud. And now you can see why she's reverted to this house where her mom, presumably while her mom was still alive, protected her. And they would build these houses together. And mm-hmm. she's trying to build this idyllic version of the town that accepts her because she's an outsider sure. uh, that no one likes. And the aliens kind of bring her up into the ship. They look into her mind. They see all that stuff. And I've seen some people say, like, she's an outsider. They're an outsider. They can see this genuine regret hap- like that she feels. And they're giving her a second chance that the town refused to give her. Because it's been 10 years. She was a child. The... It was a terrible thing that happened. She did a terrible thing, but you cannot allow people to change, to grow, to become better than them, uh, become better than if you allow them to have rehabilitation, have that catharsis and grow. And so the, the town was kind of keeping her from doing that. And the aliens were giving her a second chance in a way that the town wouldn't, which is kind of, I don't, again, I, yeah, yeah. I'm (laughs) saying that in a way where I, I I can, I like, I think that's the thread that I like the best, but I don't agree that it's necessarily built up in the best of ways. Right. It just doesn't match like who they are up to that point though. We're we're ruthless invaders. But we love you. Yeah, we're going to give you another chance. It just chance. seems so strange. Right. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Like, I, why yeah. do they care about human growth? If they're just going to use them as drones. But also they see that if, if they give her this idyllic town and like make the little drones that they've created out of the rest of the town, she's not going to be a threat. She's going to be happily. She's just going to accept her life and be happy and they don't have to fucking worry about anything. They're like, OK, we'll let her live. Who cares? Um, but I do want to bring up this point of whether or not um, the last, so the last scene is her kind of, you know, everyone in town's waving at her now. They're happy to see her. Uh, she's having this sort of party in town and they're doing the, the dance moves that she was learning at the beginning, listening to the song that she was listen, uh, listening to the beginning. And she like waves at the camera as if waving to her alien overlords, like, hi, thanks for the great time. Uh, so there is this sort of, a lot of people have thought like, oh, she's, obviously been taken over she's got the bug thing she's just living in her idyllic state i can confirm it's not an idyllic state um one way you can tell is that when she goes into the 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 dream world with maude the the her scar of the door is gone Mm -hmm. but in the next morning when she's preparing to go to the dance the scar is on her forehead again so like that's the indicator that this is still reality she's got that bump on her noggin but also Uh, They interviewed uh, the director and he said this, quote, for Bryn, it's not a delusion or anything. I love Bryn. I love her as a character and what she goes through. And I don't have the heart to be a douchebag. And she gets her uh, she gets her kicked so hard in the movie. I wanted our girl to be okay." 
<laughs> I don't think that just because the town all controlled you, now you get to control them. I don't think that's okay, though. I think that's the opposite message. But also, that sort of Gross. is more in line with the aliens' whole MO up to that point, though, because... Because that I would believe more than the we queen. take pity on her and she right. gets to live her sure. fantasy. That like it, it's still not it's still not like like it doesn't make sense to me still, but it makes a little bit more sense he, than he, the previous explanation. Yeah, I agree. He, he continues to say you can interpret it as a dream, especially because <clears> of where she is beforehand. But I don't know how much I believe you can heal in a dream. I like bleak horror endings, but I like Bryn more than those. And I think, like, even though he's essentially... Oh, bleak. Oh, yeah. I think the fact that even though Bryn is still alive and she's in this, like, world that she finally has acceptance in, it's still bleak as hell because everyone, yeah. you know, are just, are just meat puppets now that, that are just there to... Yeah. And that might be, like, grid for her, but also, like, is it? That's a that's a psychiatric breakdown. Can you? Can, <laughs> he he just said like I don't know how you can heal in a dream, but she's basically living a fantasy, yeah. right? How can you heal in a fantasy? Yeah. Also, it's bleak. I mean, yeah. being like I respect the choice. Um, still don't love it, but yeah, yeah. respect, man. I didn't make it. Bones, bones. <laughs> um, I still like the movie. I, I think it was yeah, a fun I would movie watch to again. watch. I've been harsh about it, but I would definitely yeah. watch it again. Yeah, you're you're a straight shooter, Erica. Respected I, on I both sides of the aisle. But also, I like episodes where we're not all like into it. Like, I like that there's some pushback yeah. and and some critique that that maybe we might not have. So, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, welcome. yeah. And if you guys liked this movie, um, there are a couple movies I would love to suggest to you. Um, definitely watch nice. Love and Monsters. Oh. It's great. Uh, that's the director's previous work. It's a it's a real fun movie. I think you guys are especially you, Phil. You might yeah. you might love it more yep. than this because there's just uh, cool looking monsters in it, and it's very fun. There's a dog, and the dog's cute. Um, also, if you like spooky um, thriller movies about home invasions that's that feature very little dialogue, there was a movie that came out in 2016. It's a Netflix uh, original, I think, called Hush which is about a guy breaking into the home of a woman who's deaf. And so the whole movie has no dialogue. It has hardly any sound. Mm. And most of the horror is you can see the dude behind her and she's unaware of it the entire time. Oh, don't like that. Probably love it. You want to know the best part about it? It's an hour and 27 minutes long. I do like that. (laughs) Remember when we watched um, A Quiet Place? I, 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 a Quiet Place is great. I just remembered that, and uh, that was a really good one, too. But that's more of a monster movie than a sure, than but anything else. Yeah, but, but, it, but this is also a monster movie, yeah. really. I mean, and did you ever see A Quiet Place Part 2? No. Also no. good. Okay. Right. Also I've good. never seen either, but they're on my list. We should, we should watch them. Yeah, totally. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, well, before we close out this episode, guys, do you have any last things you'd like to say to the patron or say to the listeners about anything about this movie, about life, about yourselves. I just want to say, um, Mando Jen in the discord. I hope you watched it and I hope you're okay. Um, yeah. Hopefully someone watched it with her and trauma bonded yeah. with her. Cause it's a, poor, she, poor, poor Jen. Yeah. She has this, she has the same sort of fear as I do about aliens. I mentioned this to her. This was the first movie in a long, long, long time. Uh, my wife was out of town when, when we watched it and then you went home. So I was home alone in my house and uh, my house sort of butts up to like some light woods. 
Um, and uh, I woods adjacent. I, yeah. So <laughs> I we've got ADT, and I turned on ADT like like I engaged yeah, the security system. Then I brought my dog upstairs and I closed my bedroom door, <laughs> which it. I never do. You so. locked every door. Yeah, Are I was you like, an open window, like um, open blinds person or a closed blinds closed, person? Closed blinds. Yeah. But Erica, did, did, did this scare you at all? Like as much as it scared Phil? Like, was there a part of the movie uh, that no. did scare you? No, it was more like it was more fun thriller than anything. But mm. I, it's really interesting because of what you said in the beginning. You said movies like this scare you more than like ghost movies. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, I think probably um, ghost movies are, are are scarier to me because of maybe like you know religious trauma from my upbringing. Sure, yeah, sure. But like those kind of movies are are more scary to <clears throat> me, and so I I find those interesting, and I I hope that the. The, the conversation between you and I goes on yeah. uh, if it's not going to be yes. on air, off yeah. air because of your stories of the house that you grew up in. Oh, yeah. So maybe yeah. maybe yeah. if there's another spooky October episode, but if not, yeah. for sure, I want to hear more about yeah. that. October is coming up and you can you better believe that we'll we'll have some sort of representation of the spoop season happening. Love it. Maybe we can have. We can do uh, like some campfire stories and Phil can share some of his I mean, ghost like, stories. I really don't want to build it up because there's really not a whole lot, but it, it was just some unexplained stuff. I got my family, the Red Appalachians, they got ghost stories too. We don't I, just have aliens. I don't believe in ghosts though. Yeah. I used do I. to, but I, be- I, I do don't I. believe I in them. I still want to hear about so, it. Okay. All right, all right. Actually, I did solicit questions in the <gasps> Discord. Oh. Alien related questions that Ooh. people could write in and ask us. Uh, you too can be a member of Discord by going on to patreon.com slash streaming things and signing up for the appropriate tier. But you can also uh, sign up for other tiers that give you access to bonus content, such as bonus episodes and polls featuring uh, this month's bonus episode uh, on the faculty from the 90s. Uh, that will be coming out later this week. Uh, but uh, we got some questions written into us from the Discord. This one comes in from Miss Wright. Uh, they write alien question. Do you think the pyramids are alien in origin? And have you heard about the pyramid in Antarctica? What do you think the pyramids are for if they are alien? I don't, the only pyramid in Antarctica I know about is the one that was featured in AVP (laughs) alien versus predator. No, I love it. (laughs) Yeah. I haven't heard about the one in Antarctica. No, I don't think the one in Egypt, uh, was built by aliens. I think those were, um, people who built that uh, yeah, one. I think it was just like so. some people are really good at math, you know? Like yeah. That I, took some physics and math. And also, they, they figured it out. Like uh, a lot of a lot of people worked for decades on those from yeah. whatever it's. Hundreds yeah. of years. Yeah. 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 yeah, people, I'm sure people died like just being like Absolutely. So I, I, don't, I think that is that yeah. is a incredible moment in human history that we built those things. Yeah. But I don't believe that, I think it that was another a, civilization yeah. came down. I agree. I think it was math and slave labor. Absolutely. Expendable humans. Okay, so I, I Google searched pyramid in, in Antarctica. Yeah, tell me about this. I'm curious. And the <laughs> it doesn't seem like to be anything, really. Uh, all of the, <laughs> the, 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 the prompts that come up from Google are basically... It starts off with pyramids found beneath the Antarctic ice on Unexplained season three. And then the very next Unexplained. one. Unexplained. <laughs> it's literally uh, UNX. Unexplained. Yeah, yeah Unexplained. Yeah, sorry. That's the one with William Shatner, <laughs> yeah, right? Yes. Oh, it's like UNXplained. Yes, yeah. It's so bad. 
That's the one where William Shatner just kind of shambles in front it. of some it's TV screens like, so bad. Pyramids? <laughs> Have you heard about that? <laughs> what if they were not of this world? Love <laughs> like, it. It's just, I love it fun. is so bad. It's it is great. bad. I watched the first season of it. It oh, was like man. really fucking hilarious. hilarious. So it goes from that thing that comes up to every other article about it is new period in a uh, pyramid in Antarctica. Not quite, says geologist. Mm. Reality behind natural pyramid like mountain discovered in Antarctica. Was so it's a it's it's a pyramid like mountain discovered in Antarctica revealed to be natural formation. Yeah. Um, so okay. apparently that is not, so, uh, as far as I know, the pyramid in, um, alien versus predator is still the only pyramid up there. Okay. Um, all right. But in terms of down like the there, actual, oh yeah, down there. Sorry. There you go. You're right. I'm thinking of where Santa Claus lives. Aww, <laughs> that's the North pole. I know that's up there. Uh, but in terms of like the regular pyramids, yeah, I think like within the last year or two, they, they, they found like one of the. The, the contraptions that help people like pull the big limestone bricks yeah. like up like they they're like oh this makes sense of how they did this now like they, the the That's every, we're constantly discovering things of how they built these things now could an alien have come down and said Greg get over here I have this really dope idea for a man cave it's a ton of rocks that makes a big pyramid shape but it's basically just like a bunch of little tiny tunnels that go into one big room and we could put dead dudes in it. Greg, yeah. why are you walking away? <laughs> you know, classic Egyptian name, Greg. <laughs> Greg. <laughs> oh, fine. I'll call you by your real name, Greg Tut. Greg Tut. Yeah. Good old classic <laughs> Egyptian name. Classic Greg Tut. Oh no. Greg Tut. Oh no! Give me them tutties. Sorry no. for sorry to no. any Egyptian listeners of Dear streaming God. things. Well, I was thinking of like ancient Egyptians. <laughs> Obvi. Uh, let's see. I um, did hear, and I loved him. This really great um, standing bass player. Um, his name was Keith Tut, and I was got a big kick out of Keith, that. like with Keith, an F. No, Keith. <laughs> Oh, like okay. the name Keith, Keith Tut, and it just made me think of King Tut. So I, I love that. Said Keith, Keith, Keith. <laughs> no Keith. Oh, that's a great name. Uh, Do y'all ever see Fire in the Sky? Saw it way too young. Still traumatized to this day. That's from Lady Pris. I think she's I not actually asking that. this question, but I'm curious to see if you guys have seen this. I've seen I, it. I have seen the scene that she's talking about, and only that scene because yeah. um, the rest of the movie doesn't seem to appeal to me. But that one part. Uh, I have seen that, and it's it's pretty bad. So yeah, if you want some nightmare fuel, just Google search that <laughs> scene. Like you just have to probably type "fire in the sky" that scene. Probably oh, yeah. would be fine. Just yeah. fire I, in the sky, the scene, and it, it, it'll come up. Yeah, I have seen the movie, and it is based on a true story. Well, I mean, a true story about men who felt like they were abducted. Yeah. And I've I've heard different like podcasts and and um, read different articles about that guy. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think I'm gonna I don't have an opinion it, on it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The movie itself is kind of it's honestly kind of boring. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna um, say, um, yeah, it's a lot of talking and exposition, and then like there's only like two minutes it's, of it's, oh, it's a lot. It's a lot of like two minutes of alien. Yeah, it's a lot of dudes trying to be bros to their friend who got abducted. Like, oh, don't worry about the media, man. They don't know what really happened, and he's like, but I'm traumatized. I think they. Fi- I feel like the it's it's like a whole bunch of where to go, what happened, and like uh, the townspeople don't believe in us. I got a mortgage to pay. We lost our jobs. And then they find him, and then there's like welcome home party, 
He's obviously got PTSD. He gets triggered and remembers all this in a flashback. Yeah. 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 He, he remembers everything. And it was it, like it, the last 15 minutes of or 20 minutes of movie that everything that you'd want to see happens in. Yeah. The rest of the movie. Yeah. And literally the, the scene yeah. is only maybe three to five minutes yeah. long. Yeah. But it's it's pure yeah. abject terror. <laughs> it's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, but that seems to be all the questions I've got. But so thank you guys for listening. Thank you for writing in. Um, if you want to get in contact with the show, if you would like to ask us questions, if you want to ask Phil about his ghost stories or his raccoon <laughs> stories, you'll you hear that on our so. spinoff pod, oh, Phil's no. Campfire Stories. <laughs> you, no. can, you can email streamingthingspod at gmail.com. Please follow us on Instagram at streamingthingspodofficial. I've been trying to end the show for months now, but these two yokels keep interrupting me. Sorry. Uh, my name has been Steve. I'm Phil. I'm Erica. And I'm Steve. And this was Streaming Things. Hey, happy streaming. Dr. Spaceman. Dr. Spaceman. Dr. Spaceman.